Tired of fighting your kids to make their bed? Say hello to Betty's. The unique design lets your kids make their bed with just a zip. Our patented bedding includes everything you need, a fitted sheet, top sheet, and comforter in one seamless piece that zips together. Kids love the feeling of accomplishment when they can make their bed by themselves every day. Make your mornings easier and visit Betty's.com. That's B-E-D-D-Y-S dot com. If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help you ease your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's ruined. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Ruined. My name is Hallie. And my name is Allison. (laughs) Already stumbling. Perfect. And this is a podcast where we ruin horror movies for you. And also you get to get a glimpse of how our minds work, which are bad, wrong, slow, full of worms. Yes. Yes. Full of worms. I would say my brain is full of worms uh, at all times. Um, But particularly when we record. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah, it's just like in real life, you just keep it moving. But here we have a, a little uh, a snapshot of, of how we talk and act. And it turns out, in yeah. retrospect, all bad. What have we been doing for the past 30-some years of our lives? I know. It's very, suddenly when I have to like look at you on a screen, I'm like, how do I talk to my friend? <laughs> it's a mess. Um, we're bo- robots, but we are robots that are designed to spoil a horror movie for you. And uh, yes. we're, fortunately, we're doing a, a Pride Month um, theme, and there are five Tuesdays in the month of June, yes. as it turns out. Very exciting. Yes, there are. And so we are bringing you a fifth film this week. Yes, yes. And before we dig into this absolutely terrifying-looking movie, from my <laughs> perspective, uh, we do want to read a super fun listener email, which we love. And please send us emails uh, at ruinedattheradiopoint.com. Um, we would love to hear your general thoughts, uh, like this one from Catherine N. on Instagram, who wrote, uh, Hey, Hallie and Allison, I love your podcast. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found y'all through Jared Freed's podcast, Friend of the Pod. Shout we out. love Jared so much. And I realized your pod concept is the greatest I've heard in a long time. Aww. I have even made a little game for myself to drink or imaginary drink whenever <laughs> Hallie says ostensibly, which happens just about every episode. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, I love that. I hope that you are able to stand and walk at the end of some of our episodes. Yeah, yikes. Yikes. Uh, uh, My question for you is, if you made a horror movie drinking game, what rules would you put to it? Which is, I think, a great question because we both, uh, you know, Hallie loves horror movies and I like hearing about them, but we also both love a cocktail. So this is a fun one for us. Uh, I would have to say, since I don't watch these as much, but know a lot from, I would think, uh, a, a ruined slash horror movie drinking game is every time someone makes a fatal mistake. Absolutely. Drink, which is usually uh, every move that everyone makes. So it might be a dangerous game to play, but it does seem like an easy to keep track of game. And if you listened to this, if, you know, say you're watching a movie or if you're listening to this podcast with your friends, as everyone should be doing, joined a podcast uh, listening um, there's like it, it could then spark the conversation around was this a fatal mistake? Was this a forced error? Yes. You know, was yes. this avoidable? Could they have known? You know, I would say my, my first thoughts are every time we see a servant or a bird, because we do oh, yes. tend to run across them as symbols mm-hmm. um, quite yes. frequently. Um, yes, obviously, I want to say you know, every time I say unfortunately, but I feel like, again, you would mm-hmm. absolutely do- drown in the amount of alcohol you'd have to drink. 
But yes. yeah, I think having any any sort of like a standout iconic line, like if a line hits you or like that's a one liner, I think you're you're good to go. You yeah. should drink. Yeah. But we should definitely work up like an official rules list and have like an actual, maybe we could do a live, like a drinking game for a movie. That might be fun. Well, that is exactly what I was thinking when we got this question. Is like Absolutely. we do need an official ruined drinking game um, for horror movies when you're watching. Um, and then maybe a rubric for when you're listening. You know, th- those are two different uh, experiences. So so maybe we'll we'll put that together and do it. That doesn't with sound like somehow? us, but you know, we <laughs> with help, we might be able to do it <laughs> with with some assistance in doing literally anything. Uh, perhaps we could accomplish one thing. Someone might say it would sound sad to drink alone, do a drinking game to a podcast, but we say no, it's not. It's nope, the it height not of sad. fun and being it, cool. Okay, it's look. We don't know if we're going to have to go back into lockdown. You need activities prepared at all times. I was just talking to someone. I guess London or the UK oh, no. is either going back into lockdown or. Or and they're not sure. Oh, it, you know, it's just a reminder. It's not over. We might pretend it's over because of you yeah. know living in America, but it, it's unfortunately affecting um, so many other people in the world. And yes. our heart goes out to you if you're one of those people. I don't but know. Now we'll we'll put together a nice little drinking game for the podcast, and you'll have something to kill an hour, and then probably four subsequently because you'll probably be pretty sloshed. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, you go it. right to bed after listening to this. Yeah, yeah. Podcast right right into being horizontal <laughs> and passed out, which is what we would want for everyone. Um, so thank you, Catherine, for sending that amazing question. And everybody, uh, send us more. We yeah, love doing this. if you have, you're like, ah, you know, because you don't want to be something that's so frequent. You know, you don't want to be like completely hammered, but something where like, I notice right. this probably happens at least once every horror movie. Yes. That would be perfect. Yes. Yes. Um, and speaking of perfect horror movies, I really like this Oof. week's selection. Um, it is 2018's What Keeps You Alive. Now, Allison, had you even heard Oof. of this film before I suggested it? I had not. And okay. that is such a scare. That That is in the genre mm-hmm. of like scariest titles, I think, that we've done. Like there are just certain wordings and certain words and phrases that really evoke like exact. Like this is watching the trailer after hearing the title. I was like, yep, that's exactly what this movie is. And we always like to have Allison uh, watch the trailer. So what are your your first thoughts about what you think is going to happen? How did, how did the Oof. trailer, wh- what headspace are you in? I mean, we're in the woods, so I'm not thrilled. <laughs> uh, we've done a lot of, of woods movies, and they have tended to be some of the scariest ones we've Absolutely. done, I think. I think the woods are spooky. Mm-hmm. There are no lights. There are wild animals. If I see a sir, if 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 a servant comes into play, I'm gonna be upset. Well, I got I got news and, for you. Oh uh, yeah, it's, the woods mm. are full of them. The woods are full of servants. That's something. That's something that you should take away from this podcast. Um, it looks super scary. I'm glad we have some different haircuts on some of different women yes, because absolutely. I find when they cast men as a group in a horror movie or any movie, they all look exactly the same, a problem we've run into. And watching this, I felt like, oh, I could keep track of these four char- of these like couple of characters because they actually look different, which um, I like. And the, the final thought I had was the villain or one of the villains um, does the scary thing where it's like, I'm calm all the time. Like right. not being like a rage-filled maniac, mm-hmm. uh, like your Freddy Kruegers and your demons and stuff, but like a super, super calm, measured, awful, terrifyingness. Completely awful. I guess it'd be awful, awful if, if, if they were screaming and, uh, and angry, but horrified to think that someone could be so mm-hmm. fundamentally different 
than than our understanding that they could be calm yes. in a in a traumatic situation. Which brings us to I think um, let's like take a baseline scary about the premise of the film. Elson, how scary do you find the concept of trust? Oh, like being able to trust? The concept that you are trusting somebody potentially with your life. And we're just, we go through the world sort of presuming if somebody presents themselves a certain way, that that is probably who they are. I mean, I know that now they won't be. <laughs> exactly. That is not... Not a comfy feeling. Uh, do you feel like you're? Yeah, a I don't trust- like. Like, do you think you're a trusting person usually? I think I unfortunately am. I think in like a in a lot of respects, I am, and I get like weirdly naive about the concept of trust with some people. I'm like, oh well, yeah, they said they would do it, so they're gonna mm-hmm. do it, or like, and I don't know why because like I'm generally um, cynical and jaded about so many things, but for some reason, there are parts of my life where I'm like overly trusting. Um, maybe. That'll go away soon because the entertainment industry continues to be the least trustworthy source in my life. Yeah. But it is scary. I feel like we have this thing in our culture, in America at least, we, we really penalize people for trusting people. And I'm thinking either like people mm-hmm. getting scammed or like if you're dating yes. or you're with, with a partner who lies to you or like turns out, you know, a, a BTK killer. You know what I mean? Like, oh, his wife must have known. And I think there's something where it's like it's 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 in our nature to trust, you know. I don't think right. you're. It's like you're not dumb to be trust. You have to trust people in order to like get through the world and like have a life. Now, um, you know how good someone is at tricking you. You know, it sort of depends mm-hmm. on the scenario. Mm-hmm. Some people are more mm-hmm. obvious. You got to be more tuned into it, maybe aware. But there are some situations where like there's just genuinely no way you could have known. You can't trust somebody. Right. And that's right. what this film is, where they're like, listen, even oh, the best, even the savviest amongst us can absolutely be tricked, be tricked by an un- a trustworthy person. And before we get into it, Allison, would you like to guess the twist in What Keeps You Alive? Guess the twist. Ooh, I mean, I think it's going to be something about someone's past, mm-hmm. which is very vague. Um, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. A, a lie will come out that like someone's death was wrongly classified. Great, that's a, a great murder guess. instead of an accident. You're getting really it good. Feels at like this. a fun. I know. It's like well, there's only like six twists. So I mean, that's the thing about a horror movie. It's like you're like, oh, well, I know I'm watching a horror movie, so I know right. that when things come up, this is probably what is going to yeah. be uh, happening with them. Great, well done. But I'm excited to find out what it is. All right, great. So join us as we ruin the 2018 horror movie. What keeps you alive? We open on a married couple, Jackie and Julie, who is referred to as Jules throughout the film, and they're arriving at a lake cabin to celebrate their first wedding anniversary. And Jules Mm. is playing, of all songs, Silver Chair's anthem for the year 2000. Do you remember this song? Remember Silver Chair? I definitely do. Um, It's kind of an interesting choice. So I took that to be like, oh, they're kind of like in our age group because like who else would, A, have silver chair. And then so Julie tells Jackie this is going to be their their song. And Jackie's like, I should have some say on whose song, what song is ours. I'm not going to pick silver chair's anthem for the year 2000. It's not like a romantic song. It's just a song that Jules like, which I thought was like a funny intro to them as a couple. Okay. 
Jules has never been to the cabin, and which uh, belongs to Jackie's family. And it, she explains, you know, her great great grandfather was given land in uh, Canada as long as they would farm it, and as a result, he built this property. Of course, the, the, should the government be giving away land that people probably already lived on? No, but here right, we are. Right, you right. know, that's that's what it is. Um, a, a, a rich tradition of a, a beautiful white family uh, having a gorgeous lake cabin that has been in their um, family for generations. And Jules is really enamored of the cabin, like having never been there. And she's like running around and she sees there's scratches like on the door frame of uh, all the kids' heights. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, they used to t- like measure your height here. That's so cute. And as she's running around, we see in the living room, there's a fireplace and above it is a uh, antique rifle that belonged to the great-grandfather. And of course, a servant head. <sighs> of course, a servant head. A gun, an antique gun and a servant head. Like, I'm turning around and leaving already. Absolutely. And then next to it is the head of a bear. A gigantic nope. black bear. So this is a hunting family. Like, these are like, you know, she grew up here. Her father taught her to hunt here. Like, this is, these are hunting people. These are people who are eating bear meat, you know, for weeks on end. Yeah. Um, We also find out that Jackie has diabetes and uses insulin. So as Jules is running around, she's sort of like calling down to Jackie like, oh, look at this. That's cool. I didn't know this. And suddenly Jackie stops talking. And so I think, you know, um, Jules is immediately like, oh, is she okay? She runs out and finds Jackie outside staring at the boathouse, which has sort of completely collapsed. And Jackie's like, oh, the boathouse didn't make it through the winter, but she looks much more disturbed about it than would make sense in my mind. Um, but Right, it's not hers, and it's just like a boathouse. Right, and like I get it, you have to fix it or whatever, but Jules sort of is like, oh, are you okay? And Jackie brushes it off like it's absolutely, it's fine. Or wait, ja- it's Jackie's house. It's Jackie, yeah, Jackie's family's house. Jackie oh, has, if you're Jack's watching the film, okay. longer hair. Jules has sort okay, of a, a crop, which I appreciate. I feel like I, you see... Like, every 100th movie allows a woman to have, like, short hair. Short hair. You never right. see it. Like, nobody on TV or movie is allowing a woman to have a short haircut. Jules is the one with shorter nope. hair. Okay, great. And this is and her she's first time at the cabin. Got it. Um, so that night they make dinner, and it's, like, really romantic, and they build a fire. And Jackie takes out an acoustic guitar and play, <laughs> plays a song, Bloodlet, by Brittany Allen, which is a lovely song, very creepy, it's all about uh, blood and uh, murder and, oh. um, you know, but in a way where you're like, hey, Brittany Allen, you, you've run it. You, it's, uh, here's some uh, lyrics. There's a demon inside. Blood let okay. it out. Blood let no. it out till you love me again. Mm-mm. But Mm-mm. Jules what? is like, so, is this? I don't know. The first anniversary is not the blood anniversary. And Jules basically like throws the guitar out of Jackie's hands and they start to like have passionate sex on the couch. But just as things are starting to get good, headlights mm. appear on the wall above them. Someone has pulled into their driveway. <gasps> they're in the middle of nowhere. Like they're next to a lake. There is nobody in sight. Right. So right. Jules immediately is like, do not open the door. Who are they? Jackie's like, it's fine. I'm sure it's just like neighbors or, you know, somebody. And it's a woman no. who sees Jackie and she says to Jackie, Megan, is that you? It's me, Sarah. I haven't seen you in forever. And Jules is immediately like, why are you calling my wife, Megan? That is not the name I know her by. No. And Sarah says, sorry, I saw the lights on in the cabin. I was just coming to check because we got uh, broken into last summer. I just want to make sure that, like, that wasn't the case. But it's so good to see you. I haven't seen you in years. 
And Sarah tells Jules, oh, Megan here, and I, we used to get uh, into all sorts of trouble. We grew up here, like, you know, um, around the lake. Meanwhile, Jules is okay. like, oh, did you and Megan do that? Obviously shocked by what— Is Jackie like, oh, that's not my name, or is she not that, like— is, or is she just like, what are you talking about? She's or not— is she acting familiar? She's acting familiar. She knows Sarah. She's like, oh, my God, it's so good to see you. But she's not really offering a explanation right away. So as you can imagine, oh, okay. the next morning, Jules goes for a run in the woods, and she's freaking out, like, why would, why would Jackie lie about her name? Like, what is this? And she runs around the lake, and she finds, like, an overturned boat with scratch marks in the hull, like a rowboat. Mm. And and Jackie shows up, and she's like, do you want to take the boat out? And Jules is like, okay, whoever you are. So they go out of the lake, and uh, Jackie explains basically like, yes, I I was born with the name Megan, but then as I was like— Growing up, after I came out, I just, like, had no attachment to the name, so I just wanted to change it. And I should have told you, but it's nothing more complicated than that. I just I just never liked Megan. And, and Jules okay. is like— Like, I could buy that. Yeah. And Jules has no reason to, like, not believe her. She's like, okay, that right. is weird, but also, like, okay, that's—people do that. People change their name all the time. Absolutely. And they have this very, like, sweet moment while they're out in the rowboat— and Jackie, for their anniversary, tells Jules to close her eyes and puts a necklace around her um, neck. And it is a locket with Jackie and Jules inside of it. And in sort of that moment, Jules is like, oh, you're so cheesy. Like, I love you so much. And they kind of move past it very quickly. Um, uh, perhaps too quickly, as we will find out in the oh, film. No. But I get oh, it. You've no. known this person. You've been married to them for right. a year. Something weird comes right. up. It's going to happen. How long are we to believe that they have been together for a little while beyond being married? Like, this isn't just like, I've known you for 365 days. It's like, oh, maybe a couple, two or three years and a year of marriage. I would say it is not clear, but my guess is they did not date longer than a year or two. Like, this is not like we've been together 15 years. Right, right, right. Type of situation. This is like a a fairly new, a a new marriage, and I would guess a fairly quick engagement. Yes. so that afternoon, they take uh, Jackie's family's rifle, and they're shooting cans. And Jules is also, like, very, like, woodsy, and, like, she can fire a rifle. And mm-hmm. she didn't grow up where Jackie's from, but, like, she could also, like, she's having fun with the target practice. And she's trying to correct Jackie's posture. And she's like, oh, Jackie, you're standing all wrong. And Jackie just fires off, like, three shots and just hits three cans in a row. So Jackie's Ooh, a crack okay. shot, you know. Great. Great. Nothing up. Nothing troublesome about that. Finding that out about your wife, being like, "Oh, surprise! I'm incredible with a gun." Exactly. Right. I've never, as someone who has never hold, held a gun outside of a BB mm-hmm. gun, it would be a lot right. to take in. But yes, that night, agreed. They're, they're drinking. They're getting a little sloppy around the fire, and Jackie starts to open up, and she's like, "My dad would always take us hunting, and one time he took me and my friend Jenny. He made us get up at dawn and like go with him to the woods, and we're just like bitching and crying, like we just don't want to go." And while we're in the woods, I get turned around and I get lost. And I, you know, she had some training before, but a bear comes out, a black bear, and Jackie shoots the bear. And she's like, it was this moment of like, oh my God, my dad's going to be so proud of me. But I didn't, it wasn't a kill shot. The bear is like dying horribly and is in terrible pain. So Jackie goes over to shoot the bear in the head to put it out of its misery, but her gun jams. So she's, like, tells the story about, like, being alone in the forest and having to watch this bear die, like, over the course of, like, 20 minutes, like, screaming, horrible. And Jackie's like, it always, 
like stayed with me. Like my father was trying to teach me a lesson. It wasn't that specifically. And then she pulls a hunting knife off the mantle and says, that's he gave me his hunting knife so that like if if this ever happened again, I could kill the bear. Because it's not right to let something suffer. And she goes on to say that her father's lesson was, um, we only kill what keeps us alive. So that bear, they ate that bear for a month. Like, you know, if you kill an animal, we're eating that animal. You use all of, yes, exactly. And well, that's that I respect. Yes, yeah. But giving a kid a gun and a knife, I don't know. It doesn't really feel super comfy to me. <laughs> yeah, well, it's an interesting question where it's like, if you grow up with that sort of tradition, right. like, at least, like, it seems like her father was, like, teacher safety, like, teaching her to, like, how to actually yeah. take care of, you know, if you're hunting, you're doing it, like, ethically, sort of. So right. I would yeah, you're not just, like, yeah. killing animals for fun and, like, running around and just, like, wiping out species. You're like, we'll eat this, and right. that's kind of a little bit of a food chain. And Jules makes a comment where she's like, I could never hunt, like, hunting just to kill for sport. And Jackie's like, it's not killing for sport. That wasn't what it was. But mm-hmm. I understand if you mm-hmm. haven't hunted before, you know, it's hard to understand. And Jules sort of, like, was like, wow, that's a crazy fucked up story. They sort of both laugh it off. In the morning, Jules wakes up and Jackie is gone. But she has left to Jules a voicemail that says she went into town for supplies. But Jules okay. thinks... Is it, you know she's a, she's a smart lady and she thinks that something else is afoot, so she decides that she's going to row this little boat across the lake to Sarah's house to sort of get more information about the whole my wife's name is actually Megan thing. Okay, she's sure. going to get some information about her wife's upbringing. She gets there, and Sarah invites her in uh, this gorgeous cabin where she lives with her husband Daniel, and Jules finds a photo of Sarah, Megan, who of course is Jackie now. And right. Jenny, who is the friend who also went into the woods uh, in that story with the bear. Okay. And Sarah reveals that Jenny died two weeks after the photo of the of the, of the trio when they're teenagers. And Sarah, okay. and she's like, dude, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Megan would have brought this up to you. Jenny's death, it was so traumatic for all of us. And Jules, Jules has not said, I don't know that, I didn't even know that was her name. Jules is right. just like, no, I'm sorry, she's never brought it up. And Sarah is shocked and Jules, already very sneak, like yes. to be over there being like, so like, I'm here, you're here, like let's chat, and not like, hey, um, why does she have a different name now? Like to be like, it's like now there's like sneakiness on top right. of other sneakiness, which is bad for business. But also, if you're going to be sneaky, then ask the next question: What happened? Right. She doesn't do it because right. her uh, Daniel comes down and is like, oh, would you like a, a glass of red? You know, sort of they get it interrupted. She doesn't ask how Jenny died. She just knows that Jenny How? did die. Oh, my God. I would not be able to let that go. I'd be like, yes, I would love just, like, a Pinot. And before we get going on that, like, what happened to Jenny? Yeah, let's crack a bottle <laughs> and go outside and really get into my wife, yeah. who, again, I'm just finding out is actually named Megan. She, If you're going to row across the lake, she put in all that effort. I'm getting the dirt. You know, I didn't oh, just walk for over. Sure. You know, I had to put I'm in extra labor. i for half of the story. Yeah. So that the ne- that night, Jules like is lying awake, cannot sleep, reasonably not thinking like, who's this woman I married? What I, what do I not know about her? Was she involved in this death of this girl? Like, why would Sarah say it like so weirdly? Why did I not ask more questions? I'm assuming she's thinking, right. So the next day, they're walking, taking a walk through the woods, and Jackie picks up on the fact that Jules isn't talking to her. And finally, Jules is like, okay, um, I went to go. I saw Sarah and Daniel yesterday, and uh, Sarah said. This girl died, and she almost said it in a way that made me think you were involved with the girl's death. 
Jackie starts sobbing, and she reveals that um, all three of the girls used to race across the lake. It's a far lake. It's not like the bird's far, you know? It's not a bay. But it's substantial. Like, you know, Allison, I think you could do it. But I couldn't do it. Okay. Okay. Um, Well, like, I, yeah, right. I have rowing behind me, but— yeah. Yeah. Or someone who swims a lot. Like, I bet you could do mm-hmm. this, but if you're not a, you know, a swimmer, I think this would yeah. be a, a quite a feat. And unfortunately, sure. during one of the races, Jenny disappears, and then they found her body in the water, like, two days later. And Jackie mm-hmm. says, well, the police cleared me of any wrongdoing, which I thought was an interesting thing to offer because, well, I would have just assumed that she drowned. Why would the police have to clear right. you in an accidental drowning? Right. That seems like... It's like too much information. Yes, like, exactly. Why would you even have to say that unless that there's like more to it than that? And now Jules, so she's like, and and now Jackie's like breaking down, and Jules feels terrible, and she like comforts her. She's like, I'm sorry, I didn't know. I didn't know because you didn't tell me. Also, your name is Megan. And Jackie right. says, Do you really think that I could have done something like that? Like, could I could have hurt someone? And Jules says, Like, no, I didn't. I was just like so shocked that I didn't hadn't heard about this. Like, I don't think you could, but why don't I know these things? You know. And she's like, well, this is going to be awkward because I invited Sarah Daniel over for dinner on Sunday. So, oh I mean, we're going to have to, like, talk about this more. And She didn't get the story of the death, but she did get, like, a dinner invitation out. Like, what? Uh, I'm, <laughs> I listen, understand. well, I mean, that's, yeah, exactly. You got to prioritize things and finding out things about your secretive spouse is absolutely at the top yes. of the list. That's number one. And social activities are number two. <laughs> So they're they're on this walk and they end up on the top of these like beautiful bluffs, like overlooking the lake and it's gorgeous. And just as Jules is commenting on like what a beautiful view it is, Jackie shoves her off the cliff. Ooh. The next thing we see is Jackie sort of like um, peering over the cliff and noticing that her flannel has been ripped. Jules grabbed the flannel on her way down and tore it. Jackie calmly walks back to the cabin, burns the flannel. And we see her in the bathroom practicing her call to 911, like pretending to sob really convincingly. My wife fell off a cliff. I just found her. And she ends up sort of like laughing to herself. Like she's so good at acting. She's sort of like really impressed with herself. Okay. Jackie heads off to quote, unquote, find Jules's body, you know, and then make the call and, and right. pretend, oh my gosh, Allison, Jules's body is not there. It is in fact gone. The, what? The only thing left in the spot where her where she fell is the locket that Jackie had given her, and it's, like, covered in blood. How high a cliff are we talking? I'm going to say four stories, four or five stories. Mm-hmm. So is that, like, I don't know much about the physics and the medicine of falling, but, like, is it the kind of thing where you could survive, or is it, like, no one would survive if they fell? You know, I believe I looked this up one time, so I'm going to say it's four stories. I think it's, like, there's some weird gap where, like, if you fall, like, below five stories or you fall over seven stories, you can survive. You'll just be badly injured. But there's some weird, um, like, height at which, like, if you fall from there, you're dead. I guess if you're higher up, like, you might be slowed by— God, the idea that I was going to try to explain physics or, or wind no, or something. I mean, look, I, I, did you hear the panic in my voice, you know? Yeah, it's look, this isn't a science podcast and we've never said it was. Uh, but yeah, I feel like I have also heard that, like if that makes any sense. Also, people are going to be like, that is wrong. No one has ever said that. You both are crazy. No, um, I, there's got to be, but there is a height at which you could survive. We know that much is yes. true. So this, but this is, we're saying that this is the kind of thing where it's like, Look, she'd definitely be hurt, but, like, she realistically could survive. It's not like 
It was a hundred stories or something like that. And no, no, yeah, yeah. It's definitely not like Yosemite. This is like you know, beautiful, okay. you know, local uh, nature park. Okay. Um, yeah, and that's and, and that's the thing. Apparently, if somebody has survived a fall of um, one hundred twenty-eight thousand feet, it was a parachuter. I don't think that that applies. But apparently, no, you can so. fall from a great height and survive. In this case, though, um, you're you're going to be absolutely wrecked. And okay. um, so we finally catch up with Jules. Jules is alive. She's covered in blood. You know, her arm, she has to pop her arm back in the socket. She's a oh, wreck. God. But she is slowly trying to make her way through the forest to find anybody else. She keeps losing consciousness. You know, she she keeps getting turned around in the woods. She's bleeding from a head wound. And meanwhile, oh, she's played by all these really good memories of her marriage, like being in bed and like being cute and like kind of messing around trying to figure out, like, what happened. And then suddenly in the distance, Jules hears Jackie calling for you. And my question to you, Alison, if you were in this situation, what would you do? What would you do? Oh, my God. I think that I would find, like, figure out a way to make it to Sarah's house. Yes, like, okay, To get great. myself as far away from Jules as possible, to not let her find me, and to get to Sarah's, where it's somebody who I've, like, met, who also knows right. Megan slash Jules, <laughs> um, and uh, hopefully they can save me and protect me. Great idea. Um, I just want to say— Seems b- challenging. Based on my Googling— I guess if you're a healthy adult and land in just the right way, you can survive a fall of up to five stories, which is about 49 okay. feet. So it's definitely okay. short. Uh, oh, my God, shorter than that. But it's still well, pretty high. But yeah, okay. So, and, you know, and Jules has, like, a big gash in her stomach for where she, she fell onto rocks, you know. She's okay. lucky. She could have very easily died. It, it's, it makes sense that Jackie assumed that she had died because it's yes. quite okay. a, a high. okay. So hearing Jackie's voice, Jules sort of hides in a dip in the ground. And she hears Jackie, like, crying and being like, I didn't mean to. I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Like, let me help you. But our Jules, our girl Jules is pretty smart. And she can see Jackie from her hiding space. And she sees Jackie just, like, stop and turn off her tears and lo- look around and whisper herself, fuck. Like, she's not sad at all. She, her distress, she could turn oh, it on and off, you know. That is so distressing. Yeah, Jackie searches for Jules all all day into the night. So it is nighttime, and Jules is panicking, no. hiding behind a tree. As we, she could hear Jackie shouting into the woods. And finally, Jules starts to, like, pass out, you know, from blood loss. Right. When she comes to, Jackie is, like, 10 feet away from her, doesn't see her. <gasps> and Jackie okay. has dropped the I'm a grieving wife act. Now she's— She's like, this is my real life. self. Jackie mm-hmm. says, sort of just generally to the forest. Probably thinking. <laughs> Maybe she's had a psychotic break. I know these woods. Like the back of my hand, Jules. I'll find you. It's only a matter of time. <gasps> Luckily, the universe is what? looking out for Jules because suddenly Thank a huge God. thunderstorm rolls in. So right. now it's, like, soaking wet. It's incredibly loud in the forest, too. So it's, like, she could, like, breathe and not worry that Jackie's going to yeah, be, like, kind of, like, scurry her. around, possibly. Yeah. And we yeah. have a flashback. And, Allison, you're going to love this flashback. We flashback Uh-oh. to Jules and Jackie in bed in happier times. And mm-hmm. 
Jules is doing an impression of a bird and making Jackie uh, guess what bird it is. She doesn't get it, and Jules says, "I'm I'm doing a crow." And Jules oh. loves crows. She has a, a tattoo of one, and she says, "Crows are the smartest birds in the world." That's correct. Absolutely, they're very smart. I also read recently that they do a thing called have they take they like have ant baths Ooh. where they like to like get covered in ants like. My friend put it, she was like, crows are inventing new things all the time, but they're all weird and scary. Yeah, I was going to say, wait, so why do they take the ant baths? I think it's like to clean relaxation. Like it feels good. Oh. I didn't finish the article because oh. I was too busy trying not to throw up all over my computer. Oh, I guess it's like, it reminds me of, remember those um, pedicures where you put your foot yeah. in and all the, and the fish, fish eat, eat your, all dead, your skin. dead skin? Absolutely mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. If you're a crow listening to this, knock it off. <laughs> knock it off, crows. Um, and so to this, Jackie says, well, I'm a bald eagle because they're predators. Are you scared? Mm-hmm. And, Jul- and Jules wakes up. She's in the forest. She's still propped against oh the tree. God. She's doing worse than before. You know, of course. she looks like hell. She has to drink out of like a filthy um, puddle. Ugh. You know, she's staggering around. Meanwhile, Jackie is getting, she's like a fucking Rambo back in the cabin. Like you see her inject herself with her insulin. She puts on no. camo. She ties up her hair. She loads a rifle with tranquilizer darts because obviously no. she can't just shoot Jules because it's like, okay, you killed your wife, you know? Yeah. It's like you have to tranquilize her and then basically push her off the cliff again or do something that, or drowned her or do something that looks like, oh no, this would have been that, natural. Right. Could be an accident. Yeah. Or, I guess she yeah. could only drop off the cliff because if you found somebody that badly injured, drowned, you would assume, okay, somebody put her in here. If you ask me. So she never called 911. She never Because called. when she got to like be like, I found her, like she wasn't there. Exactly. So nobody's coming. Okay. So nobody knows this has coming. happened. Not even Sarah and David, the only other oh, people in this no. film. Like nobody knows that this has happened so oh, far. God. And Jules is like, again, bleeding from the head. It's in her eyes. She's vomiting. She probably has a concussion. She's staggering around and she's telling herself, oh, I'll, I'll find, I'll go to the road. I'll go to the road. Of course, Jackie's watching the road. Road. Because she's right. one step right. of step ahead of Jules. So if Jules even makes it to the road, forget about it, you know? Right. It's over. And so Jules staggers and then suddenly finds herself back at the house. So Jackie's out in the woods looking for her and Jules has made it back to the house. So she Whoa. she gets inside and she's searching for one of their phones. Of course, Jackie's like either hidden them or has them, can't find them, takes out her laptop and there's no Wi-Fi. And she's like, God damn this place. She does find some um, painkillers, and she takes a needle and thread because she's hardcore. You know, she's not Jackie hardcore, but like she. But she's still like she can shoot a gun. She's survived. Like she could. Yes. Yeah. She sews uses a thread needle to sew up the huge wound in her stomach while she's like screaming. No, 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 no. no. I know. Nope. She just like pop her finger back in the socket. We later find out that she had been thinking about going to med school, but I guess like was sort of like. Jackie calls her a chicken at a certain point, but like, sort of like you should have become a, you should have pursued this. So she is very interested and good at everything medical, but she okay. doesn't have a degree or anything. So she knows enough to like feel sure. her spleen and be like, okay, it's not ruptured, you know. Okay. So just then, of course, Jackie arrives back at the house and Naturally. pulls out her gun and hears a thud. So immediately knows that Jules is in the house. She kicks in the bathroom door. Jules is gone, but there is, she finds all the bloody gauze and needles. Like she knew, knows that Jules was there. Jules, God bless her, is in the rowboat and she is hauling ass across the lake to try to get to Sarah oh Dan- uh, Daniel's house. Cause she's like, there's, I can't run from this woman. So she's, she's, you know, she's going. Jackie's pissed. 
And, but, and unfortunately, there's another rowboat. So she takes off after Jules. So they are both rowboating. And she's in full health. Full so health. So she's like, and like all like jacked up on her crazy predator. Exactly. You know, vibes. And so, and so, and and you're, you're right. So Jackie catches up to Jules very quickly. And Jules is screaming like, why are you doing this? And Jackie says, I just want to talk, you know, whatever. And then under her breath, we what? hear Jackie say, you're dead. You're dead. <gasps> over and over again. Jules is literally bleeding from a head wound. Like, right. So Jackie, it's like she is almost dead. Yeah. So Jackie pulls up next to Jules' boat, and she just leaps on board. Jules tries to fight her off the oar, and Jackie knocks it away because Jules does, is it doesn't have any strength, and she pulls out her hunting knife. Just then, we hear Daniel calling to them from his dock because it's <gasps> like it's fifty feet away. He can't tell that um, Jules is is bloody. He just knows it's okay. them because he's like, oh, the only. But two he's like, oh, there. you guys are coming this way. Yeah, he's like, oh, hey, how's it going? Like. Uh, Jules, Men. I can't believe that you, like, uh, rode across the lake after doing it yesterday. You must be exhausted. And Jackie's like, yeah, she's so tired. I actually, I'm going to tow her back. You know, she kind of got stuck out here. And she says, Jackie says, Jules, oh, if God. you say even one word to him, this will not end well for you. So, I mean, it's not going to end well for her. It, it seems like it was not going to end well for her anyways, but okay. Yeah, I guess, like, that's when I would be like, I'm going to scream something. Exactly. And it's like, either, either she's going to stab me right here and this guy will witness it yeah. and could do something about it or I like go along with her and she's going to stab me out of view Later. of them. Exactly. Yeah. So Jackie But nobody will know. Jackie says to Daniel, oh hey, sorry, also we won't be able to do, um, tomorrow doesn't work for dinner. And Jules says in a moment of pure survival, tonight's better if you guys want to come over tonight. And Daniel's like, of course, we'll come over. I'll tell Sarah. Smart, but she's definitely just going to kill you before dinner now. Well, so Jackie is a sociopath, so he's like, I don't want people to find out what's going on. So instead, Jackie takes Jules back in home and back home and washes her off in the bathtub. And it was basically like, here's the only outcome. You're going to fall off a cliff and you're going to die, and I'm going to get paid from your life insurance policy. And Jules is like, did you okay. ever love me? And Jackie says, no, of course not. And Jules, like, yeah, it, apparently this is a, is, she's just been playing this the whole time. She's like, a complete but sociopath. But, like, just for life insurance? Well. Like, nothing. it's not nothing, but. Well, I mean, I think that's a good question. It is for life insurance, but then I think, as we see, we'll see in the movie, um, she enjoys it. Sure. She really, okay. you know, she might tell herself it's for the money, but she does this sure, because sure, sure. she loves it. Um, okay. Jules tells her, like, this isn't going to work. When Sarah and Daniel here, I'm just going to scream. Like, I'm going to tell them. And Jackie stands up and then shoves Jules under the water and starts drowning her. And finally lets Jules go. And Jules, again, she's physically in rough shape. She can't fight Jackie off. And Jackie tells her, if you tell anything to them, I will slit their throats too. I will, you will watch as I kill both of them. And if you want that on your head, you then you should say something. But it's like, wouldn't, you know, three against one? I mean, that's like, yes, this woman is obviously like a skilled killer. Um, but like three against one and one of them is a man? Like, I would, I don't know. I like, it would be terrible to be like, these people's deaths are fully on me. But like, I would, I would also bet that they could get her. I guess the thing is like, there's no situation in which Jules couldn't warn them. So if Jules were to just tell them what's going on, ostensibly, Jackie would immediately just kill them. Like, they yes, wouldn't even right. have time to react or fight with her. She'd shoot them right. or, you know what I mean? Like, she yeah, would— Yeah, and it's not like she's going to be like, you guys chat, I'm going to the kitchen really quick. Like, there's not going to be a second alone, so. So they wait, fully dressed for dinner, in front of the oh, fire God. for Sarah and Daniel to come over. And Jules 
tries to reason with Jackie, like, this is not what your dad meant when he said you only kill what you need to. Like, you're sick. Like, we can get you help. Like, something, obviously something is wrong. And she, Jules even gets on the ground and she, like, puts her head on Jackie's knees as sort of like a, I'm at your mercy. I will do whatever. I love you. Like, we yeah. could we could just leave. We never have to talk right. about what happened. You know, I will never, t- I will sure. never tell anyone. Which I think is like, listen, that's what you got to tell them, you know. Oh, of course. And unfortunately, Jackie's a full sociopath. And she says, you know, I never told you about my first wife, did I? You know, I got married young. I married Erica when I was 19. I guess it slipped my mind. Um, anyways, my mind. Um, Erica went swimming after having too many drinks and she drowned. And, um, you know, I just, I just feel bad that that happened. And Jackie tells Jules, mm, okay. I cried at Erica's funeral and I comforted her parents. And I'll do the same at yours. She doesn't give a fuck. Oh, she's so scary. <laughs> and Jules asks, so how much was Erica worth? And Jackie says, Erica, she was priceless. She's she's insane. You know, she's a serial killer. Right. Like she, There's this no point. amount of money that makes this worth it or not worth it to her. Right. Like the, mon- the money's a bonus. The money is a bonus. It's all about killing people. Knock, knock. Sarah and Daniel are here. They bought, <laughs> they bought a Pinot. And they're like, oh my God, it's so great. Thanks for having us over. And... You know, they all sort of set up. And Jules is having a really hard time pretending things are not fucked up. But she, like, puts a smile on her face. Clearly, there's something wrong. Yeah. That would be, like, I would have a hard time being, like, I will act normal now. Like, even just mentally getting over it. But, like, physically, like, if you've gone through all of that, it's going to be hard to be, like, everything is fine. Absolutely. I definitely don't have a head wound and a torso gash and... Right. A million other medical problems from all of the <laughs> violence I've been suffering through. Yeah, most of us would just straight up vomit. You know, like it would just be, yeah. it would be over as soon as somebody else walked in the room. You wouldn't be able to hold it together. No, of course not. But they're at dinner and Sarah asks Jules, well, how, when did you know about Megan? And Jules is like, no, what did I know? And he's like, well, when did you know Megan was the one? And poor Jules that has to tell the story of like how she oh, fell in love with God. her wife, who she does <gasps> deeply love, you know. Well, and, yeah. and, like, in her monologue is also, like, trying to tell Jackie, you know, like, I love you and these, you know, these things are still true, you know. Mm-hmm. And she says, even though you can never really know what's going on inside their head, you take the leap anyway. And you just pray you don't get the worst. Of course, with Megan, I got really lucky. And they're like, oh, my God, that's so sweet. Like, you teared up. You're, like, so in love with your wife. Like, I remember when we were newlyweds, we felt that way about each other, you know. And they kind of blow past it. After dinner, Jackie and Daniel are on the balcony having a drink, talking about their wives. And Sarah's putting on music. And Jules is just sitting on the couch, just totally petrified. Like, not being able to engage with anyone. God, having to suffer through a dinner party is already kind of a trauma. It's a lot. It is a lot. Just, like, new people and, like, some lies being told about, like, your relationship (laughs) that don't even have to do with the absolute destruction of your physical form that's been happening. But, like, to then also have to be like, oh, we'll do some post-dinner living room music hanging out. And it's like, oh, God. I know. There there has to be this girl not doing it. (laughs) Right. Um, So outside, Daniel, you know, Daniel's, like, kind of sloshed. And he says, um, you know— Jackie, or Megan, because I was still calling Megan, it's like, you know, my wife has some funny ideas about you. He thinks that you, she thinks that you might be, and Jackie interrupts and says, um, a sociopath. And they both laugh, and he's like, I know, I shouldn't have told you that. I'm just a little bit drunk. 
You know <gasps> what? Unfortunately, as they're talking, Jackie looks inside, and Jules is telling Sarah. Like, and you can see Sarah's face, like, oh, shit. And Sarah looks outside and screams, like, Daniel, get away from her, get inside. Without blinking, wow. Jackie takes out her hunting knife and just slits Daniel's throat. Yep. So now, everything's just fucking mayhem. Jules is yep. so terrified. She's, like, catatonic. She can't even do anything. Jackie yeah, runs inside and stabs Sarah to death. And right. as she kills Sarah, Jackie says, Jenny fought harder. Thus confirming she did murder she Jenny did all those years yes, ago. Yes, of course. Which Sarah knew, which is why she was like, that bitch is a sociopath. Right. And this is the moment we realized this is not about, it's not about the money. It is about the money a little bit, but this is about sure. the, she has a smile Killing. on her face. This is, she is excited to kill people, fundamentally. Oh, God. Jules is now like completely in a stupor. She could barely talk. She's just like shaking, you know, traumatized. And Jackie takes her hand and puts it on her pulse. And she says, do you feel that? And Jules realized her, uh, Jackie's pulse isn't even elevated. Like, this has not affected yeah. her in any yes. ways. As a way of like, yes. this is just who I am, you know? That's in the trailer, and it's such a spooky moment. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, that's like, it, it, like of course, like a deranged maniac screaming and stabbing people <laughs> is scary, but this is like, that just like, this doesn't even like register as a blip to me, and I'm going to yeah. take three lives today. Jules, as Jules is like cowering and trying not to vomit, Jackie yeah. puts tarps all over the floor and they dismember Sarah and Daniel's body. And because Jackie has a plan yeah. for everything, goes and sort of weighs them down and drops them in the lake. I gotta imagine eventually, like if a, like the fish eat it or something will come to shore. But I guess sure. there'll be plausible yeah. deniability because it'll be much later. Yes. And she also makes Jules start cleaning all the blood. And she's, like, yelling at her about to clean better. And oh, Jules is, is so traumatized, she could, like, barely respond, you know? Also, if you're going to kill me, don't make me clean first. Just kill me. Exactly. I know the cleaning, honestly, is maybe worse. Like, I, yes. I mean... Oh, getting blood out of something? That seems impossible. And there's a lot of blood, so I gotta imagine, even if you do a great job, which they imply Jackie does do a great job, there's gotta be a little drop somewhere. You know, it, yeah. when you kill and dismember two people inside a house, I don't know. Yeah. And Jules says to her, you didn't have to kill them. And Jackie says, no, you killed them because you thought you could find an easy way out. So this is your fault. Their deaths are on you. Oh, God. Jules is still trying this to, like, bitch. rationalize and, like, talk to her and, like, connect with her. And she's like, why did you never talk about your dad before this trip? Did he do something to you? Or did he hurt your mom? Like, why are you a monster? Right. Is it tied to that? And Jackie says, it's, it's, it's nature. It's not nurture. Basically being like, I was born this way. I've always been this way. And oh, she feels God. fine about it because she then has a monologue where she says, like, as she's cleaning the house in this very cool, like, um, black light sort of sequence where she's, like, getting all of the droplets of blood up. All the blood, yeah. And she says, you know, because the way I am, I'm free in all the ways you are not. You know, I'm not weighed down by emotions. Your emotions are your Achilles heel. I don't experience that, so I'm able to see the world for what it is. Meanwhile, Jules is tied to the bed, like screaming and trying to fight against her ties as Jackie cleans the entire oh house. Oh, my God. That's so scary. <laughs> Jackie finally collapses into bed and falls asleep next to Jules, who is restrained. Oh, God. In the middle of the night, Jules is able to get out of her restraints, <gasps> leans over to grab Jackie's hunting knife, and sort of ho starts holding it above Jackie's head and then just stabs her only to wake up and realize it was a dream. 
She is still oh, tied to the bed. Jackie is fast up. asleep, dreaming the dream oh. the, the, of sociopaths. They must sleep so well. I know. Could you imagine that kind of sleep? Well, you, nothing bothers you. You're not worried about anything. You're like, oh, I said that thing at the bar when I was too drunk. They never. They don't care. Right. None of that. Just off into dreamland. This is why so many of them get to be CEOs. It's like it just. Yes. They have yes. their priorities. Because they really go right into REM sleep. They're not like fighting their own <laughs> thoughts for three hours while lying awake. Exactly. In the morning, Jackie makes a big breakfast and slides it over to Jules. And it's like, well, oh my I, I want them to, I want you to have a full stomach. You know, like if you can't, it's going to look suspicious if you didn't eat breakfast. And then she hands her a pair of pliers and says, we can't have you falling off a cliff with stitches in your stomach. So Jules has to pull oh, the stitches God. out of her stomach wound. When Jackie is in the shower, she kind of lets Jules just sit there. I guess she's assumed like she now has total control over her. And Jules is, is she tied up or no? No, not tied up. Okay, she's just she's, tra- okay. traumatized to the point where yeah. Jackie feels safe that she's not going to run, and she's correct. And yeah. Jules looks around the cabin. I guess for like weapons or anything, to, didn't ideas. She's uh you know brainstorming. Okay. And in a little cubby behind the mounted bear's head. She finds a tin, and inside she finds five other identical lockets, like the one she received. So it wasn't just Jenny and Erica, the first wife. There were five other people in total. She's the sixth victim. And so Jackie loads Jules into the car and drives her back to the cliff, which brings me to my the point of our episode where I ask you, Allison, who will survive of our two remaining characters? survive. I mean, it's like hard for me to like lock in on like how this is going to end. I'm like, is this like getting like like getting away and it's over um for Jules or is this like a cycle of violence that will continue and it's Jackie. So I'm just like I don't know. This movie's so scary. I feel like I want it to be that Jules survives and Jackie dies. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess that and probably be wrong. Great. All right, fabulous. Jules, again, she's a smart woman. She's trying to connect with Jackie. You know, it's like, this is just, you must be so desperate to feel anything. Like, this is why you're doing this. It's like, you know, you just must crave any sort of feeling because you can't connect to anyone. And Jackie says, keep talking, Jules. Your words aren't going to slow the fall. And Jules is like, no, they aren't. From her pocket, Jules pulls out one of the tranquilizer darts from Jackie's gun and stabs Jackie in the neck and then just bails out of the car. While it's driving. Holy shit. Yeah, she's like, fuck it. Unfortunately, as she runs through the forest, Jackie's chasing her. She ends up getting backed up against that same cliff face. And Jackie has a hunting knife, and she's essentially being like, you have to jump off the cliff. Luckily, the tranquilizer takes effect, and Jackie passes out, dropping the hunting knife. Oh, my God. Jules grabs the knife, runs back to the car, and takes off, like, sobbing and screaming. But Allison... She sees a crow when she stops the car- crow. Crows are what? Oh, harbingers of death. Well, I was going to say the smartest bird. This, this oh, crows are, she has <laughs> she has a plan. Crows are a harbinger of, de- harbinger of death. <laughs> Absolutely, but yes, they are also the intelligence of a seven year old child. Exactly, and like a seven year old child, she makes a choice that maybe I would not have made. She goes mm. back to the cliff. Jackie's already nope. gone. She has revived. So then Jules goes back no. to the cabin which does not seem smart. No. And she sort of makes it into a fortress, and she gets out, she takes out the antique rifle from the mantle, 
and she blasts the song that she said was their song, Anthem for the Year 2000s by Silverchair. <laughs> and course. she starts blasting it, basically to let Jackie know, come back to the cabin, I'm waiting for you. And her plan, okay. plan is, I'm going to just shoot this bitch as soon as she gets home. I can't let the cycle continue. No. Personally, I would be halfway back to uh, New York or wherever they're outside of. I would be at a police station by now, personally. Oh, I would be so far out of there. You would, like, I wouldn't, I'd be in a different state already. Yeah, I, I just feel like I understand her, her impulse, but also this, your wife is an incredibly intelligent serial killer. Yes, I, it's not worth yes. going up against her. You know, having right. just why would you out. try? Why would you try? She has, she has a plan. Out in the forest, Jackie hears the music and it sort of calls her back to the cabin where she waits outside until it's dark. Again, because she's smart. And Jackie comes inside, is looking for Jules, and Jules presses the rifle to the back of her head. And Jackie's like, that's an antique rifle. It hasn't been fired in 50 years. If you shoot it, the shrapnel's going to rip your face off. It's not going to, it won't actually be able to oh shoot. God. Jules is like, fuck it. Shoots the gun, but Jackie's able to grab the barrel as she fires, and the the bullet ends up breaking something in the living room. She gets off two more shots as Jackie runs upstairs. She's unable to hit her. They end up I in mean. a... I know. They end up in a brawl. We don't see any of, of it. You just hear them screaming and slamming and things. Like, we basically are watching the ceiling of the first floor, like the dining room, until finally Jackie descends the stairs, covered in blood. Oh, God. In the morning... Uh, Jules comes to, and Jackie is dragging her from the car to the cliff. And oh this God. time... Just in time to die again. <laughs> she rolls her off the cliff, and this time we hear a snap as Jules' head hits the ground and her eyes filled with blood. Then we hear oh. Jackie making the 911 call, and she's sobbing, and she pretends the car the call gets dropped. So she's sort of like trying to buy her... Like, I made the call, but if, if they couldn't find me, that's on them. And they are in the yeah. middle of nowhere. So like, even if 911 came right. to their address, that's not where the cliff is, so... That's not where they are, yeah. Yeah, so she's creating even more confusion to sort of make sure that, um, that Jules is dead. Jackie, however, is not feeling very well and runs inside to vomit. And we have a flashback to their previous happier times where Jules it, it used to help Jackie with her insulin injections because, again... Too scared to go okay. to med school, but, you know, mm-hmm. uh, would help sure. her, like, whenever she was too drunk to do it or didn't feel well, yes. whatever. Jackie goes to inject herself with insulin, but then sees um, there's a laptop on their uh, table. She goes to open it and sees that Jules has recorded a video. And in the video, Jules says, the classic line, if you're watching this, I'm probably dead. Oh, I do love that. Me in too. a horror movie, not so in life. life. <laughs> she, Jules then tells Jackie, you should really start paying better attention to what you put in your body. When hydrogen peroxide is injected into the bloodstream, it creates blood clots. And once those clots reach the brain, guess what happens? You have a stroke. God, I really wish I could see the look on your face right now. I wonder how much that would be worth. And Jackie smells the insulin container and screams, because it obviously smells like hydrogen peroxide, and smashes it on the wall. So she had not yet... Done it? No, or no, did she, she had. Already? She had injected herself, okay, but she, she did didn't notice until at the time. Yes. So she Got has it. injected herself with hydrogen peroxide. The clock is ticking. And we watch as she tries to run through the woods for help, essentially mirroring what Jules has been doing this whole time. Guess what, bitch? Yes. You planned this. There's no one there. The three people that would have helped you in a medical emergency, you killed you them. You killed them. You did that. And she's running. And as she's running through the woods, she's sort of flashing back to that moment when, as a kid, 
she uh, when she went to shoot the bear and she sees a black bear come out of the woods and then she's suddenly her younger self shooting the bear and when her mm-hmm. younger self fires the gun modern day Jackie drops like a shot having had a stroke and we see her and she's just struggling to breathe dying on the grass so we're looking out over the beautiful forest scene we're seeing the trees everything is silent and we go back to the cliff to where Jules body is lying and right as the movie cuts to black we hear Jules take in a breath she's still alive and because Jackie really did make the phone call 911 is coming we don't know how long it's going to take but but somebody will find her and that is the end. Wow. Wow. Yeah, what it's a, a good twi- one. Like a twist on a twist. Like, it, I, I do like all the left turns that this made in the last, you know, act of the film. Yeah. I really, I really like this one. It's, uh, wow. and again, you could do so much with four people and being in the woods. It's, it's really nice. Look, the woods are, unfortunately, the perfect place to set a horror movie. Um, well, well, were there any fatal mistakes do you think that anyone made during this film, if you could think of any? Fatal mistakes. I mean, I guess this is just me, but, like, before I marry somebody, <laughs> I would have done my own personal, like, heavy research, like, over the course of our relationship and, like, as we, especially, like, before legally we're bound to each other. Like, I think that makes sense. I feel like for me, my question is, like, does... Did Jackie have friends, like, you know, wherever they lived? Did she have people who knew her? Did they all know her as Jackie? What were their impressions of her? I guess it's hard because she was such a skilled sociopath that she probably was able to fool other people. But then also I would say another massive mistake (laughs) was Jules not pressing Sarah for the details about Jenny's death when she was already at their house. That was the fatal mistake. If if Sarah had given, because it seemed like Sarah believed that uh, Jackie mm-hmm. was responsible. If mm-hmm. Jules had that information, she could have maybe left right then or been like, I need to leave. Mm-hmm. You, not even like, oh, you're a serial killer, but just sort of like, you didn't tell me about any of this. I feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Would Jackie have probably just murdered her then? Yes, that's extremely possible. But she'd at least have the information she needed not to sleep next to this woman for another night um, and right. end up getting shoved off a cliff. Right. Um, I completely agree. And honestly, this is just my opinion. I think she should have kept driving. You know, I don't, I I understand her point about going back to the cabin. And she is someone with a lot of skills. I would have kept going. But it doesn't matter. In this case, Jackie is so skilled and has such a clear plan. You can't go up against somebody like that. You really can't. Yeah. In my opinion. You could try, but as we can see, it ends up with you getting pushed off a cliff again. Yeah. No matter what, you're. Falling off a cliff, so I would just keep going. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the spooky scale. Allison, where do you think um, What Keeps You Alive falls on our spooky scale? A spooky scale. I mean, the psychopathy of Jackie pushes this, like, definitely closer to 10 than Mm -hmm. 1. I would say that this is, like, a a 7.5 or an 8 for me. We're in the woods— there's not a lot of people. We're far away from civilization. Mm-hmm. And also, like, Jackie is terrifying. Um, and also, like, having to watch the only two people you know out there die yeah. uh, feels like just an extra level of terror. And and ostensibly having to help dismember their bodies. Um, yes, 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 yes. I agree. I'm going to give this a seven. I, this is my, wow. I, I love this kind of movie. It's, it's again, unrelenting. You feel yes. like, you know, you're experiencing uh, Jules's panic the whole movie. 
Um, really, and again, really well done for something you're, you're just like one location sort of. You're out in the woods. You're yeah. isolated. I really like Simple. that. The, le- yeah. the being yeah being isolated, whether you're in space or the forest, is to me the yes. scariest possible place for a horror yes. movie to take place. Also under the sea. Just putting that out. We haven't done any under the sea horror yet, I don't think. But I, Ooh, it's, it's I'm one I, think. I, I guess got to add to the list. Yeah. Yeah, because I guess there's a lot of like uh, movies that are under the sea that would be more of a sci-fi, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. I think there's we could definitely find some that will we'll apply. definitely explore that, that terrifying world. Uh, I wouldn't want to be wow, under there. What a film. Yeah. What a film. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed this. Um, yes. If you didn't, please, you know, politely let us know. That's fine, as I always say. And um, please keep uh, sending us your comments and recommendations and emails. You yes. know, we love them. And um, yeah. love getting requests uh, and, uh, you know, any experts in any fields that we cover. Like, we want to hear details on stuff, you know. Absolutely. That's fun. Um, and if you wouldn't mind um, rating and reviewing us, it does help. Again, the algorithm by which we all live and die, unfortunately. Yes, that controls our entire universe. So It it really does make a difference. Um, And we appreciate uh, everything you do from listening to this to reviewing it and emailing us. And, of course, you can email us at ruined at the um, radiopoint.com. And you can follow us on social media um, at Ruined Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. And, yeah, we love you very much. We love you so much, but more than we love you, we demand that you absolutely always keep it spooky. Keep it spooky. Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder. Recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. Tired of fighting your kids to make their bed? Say hello to Betty's. The unique design lets your kids make their bed with just a zip. Our patented bedding includes everything you need, a fitted sheet, top sheet, and comforter in one seamless piece that zips together. Kids love the feeling of accomplishment when they can make their bed by themselves every day. Make your mornings easier and visit Bettys.com. That's B-E-D-D-Y-S dot com.